0: Hey Ryan. Hi. Uh you know about religion.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this feels like uh a conversation that we should have had long ago. Like are at the sure beginning. You sure still doing the podcast?
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is uh are
1: you about to tell me something that's going to change a lot of things? <laughs> between us
0: hopefully yes <laughs> hopefully yeah hopefully i'm gonna tell you lots of things that are gonna change lots of things
1: okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh i know i know some stuff about religion yeah yeah uh
0: what would you say <laughs> this is gonna be a divisive episode can't what, wait what'd you say the purpose of religion is
1: <laughs> <laughs> to make f- people feel better about their horrible choices i love it i love it already uh to make i i honestly i think it's yeah honest answer i really do think it's something that people uh believe in so that they feel better about themselves and the things that they think Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like actually this is so weird because i was just reading about this today there's a um uh a nfl commentator he, his name is Tony Dungy, and he used to be a head coach. Um, he coached Peyton Manning, you know, who that is Ah,
0: of Eli and Peyton Manning, exactly.
1: Indeed. Uh, he's a very religious man, mm. and he, uh, was one of the speakers at this, uh, March for Life, oh. something or other that just happened recently. And he's against abortion, and uh, LGBTQ rights and things like that, mm-hmm. um, and it's all like his beliefs are, his stances on those particular issues are rooted in his Christianity, supposedly. Right, mm-hmm. exactly, um, and so that, like, he's he's known as a nice guy mm-hmm. in in uh, his like public image is a nice guy but these things have sort of people are saying that they're showing his true colors and how he's not necessarily a nice guy because he you know he believes things that are just not true
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh we're talking about the uh the religion part, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, all of it,
1: I guess. You know what I mean? But it's I like, it gets, it's an excuse for people to to act horribly hmm. In, hmm. A lot, in a lot of cases.
0: Would you say there are any benefits to religion? Organized religion, specifically? Oh, sure.
1: Sure there are. Like the, uh, the potlucks. Potlucks. <laughs> <laughs> The Christmas pageants. Uh, no, I think. Well, again, I think the benefits answer. are 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 very s- s- selfish and inward. You know, mm. the benefits for somebody believing something, are, if I do this, I am promised uh, an eternity of paradise.
0: That's a uh, a really great segue into our topic which is Cargo Cults.
1: Oh, you don't even know. Oh, cool. Okay, this is the one. This I saw one. that topic on the list and I was like, what the fuck is that
0: oh did you not look it up no
1: i thought i was like okay cargo like shipping containers close Uh uh-huh really sort of yeah Uh (laughs) uh-huh and uh and how i don't know i was just like going racing through my brain about oh
0: so we're like total square one on this topic like you have never heard of cargo cults before
1: no truly really you know what a cult is um. Uh, yeah. How would you separate I, I used to be ahead of one for a little while?
0: I thought you were still ahead of one. Mm-hmm. Cult of one <laughs> <laughs> with a devoted devotee. No. Oh. I
1: can you imagine though? That'd be crazy.
0: Yeah. Yes I can. You're charismatic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I don't like attention.
0: No, but the best cult leaders are subtle about it. You know? oh, yeah. Uh-huh. For sure. Um. Uh-oh. Would you say there's a difference between a cult and an organized religion?
1: Uh not a lot. Taxpayers do. But you know, I don't wanna <laughs> I also don't want to come across as like shitting on religion because it's fashionable to do that. You, you think it's me? fashionable I, to do that? I do, a mm. little bit, I think. It's, it's easy also. It's super easy to do that. I think there's value in religion also. Yeah. Like because how many times you hear about people genuinely turning their lives around because they believe in this thing and end up doing really good things with themselves. Even if it's not like, even if it's just good for them and their family, meaning like I'm going to stop committing crimes because this is now what I believe in. This person who is the the leader of this church wouldn't do this, so I'm not going to do this. And that is good for society. Mm. Right?
0: Uh, yes. Uh, that's a perfect um, link into... Do you know who uh, Richard Dawkins is? Mm-hmm. Does that name sound familiar? Uh, he's one of like my first uh, influences when it comes to atheism and just skepticism of religion in general. He's a very famous atheist and scientist. Uh, proponent um he wrote that uh religion the theory of religion um it's an accidental byproduct uh or a misfiring of something useful
1: <laughs> i like that
0: um and uh like one one thing he talks about a lot is uh, how like memes um before we use the word the way we use it today but it's still the same definition Uh, Religious memes, Um, humans are particularly susceptible to them, uh, and they can spread like little mind viruses across societies because they become really easy to grasp frameworks for people to identify with, to use for how they live their life. Um, And he makes the point that if you were to ask, you know, just a random swath of people if... They if there was no God to judge them or no heaven that they could or couldn't get into as a result of their actions, would they still randomly kill, murder, r- kill or murder, yeah, <laughs> rate, right. you know, steal uh-huh. things? Most people would say no. Right. And the the path of history would suggest that societies as a whole lean towards liberalism as time go- goes on, mm-hmm. regardless of what religion is dominant in a society um and more importantly that religious leaders will reinterpret their religious texts to reflect those societal values to become more liberal and we see this in how christians for example will pick and choose which parts of the bible apply to them or don't yeah depending on how modern their community is or their interpretation of that is yeah um, and it's reflective of the fact that religion can suit the needs of the people who uh, either are exploiting people as a result of their interpretation or uh, are providing comfort to people who are using that as their framework.
1: Yeah,
0: Um, A cargo cult is uh, a homegrown religion brought up uh, from colonialism and imperialism and it's specifically tied to World War Two.
1: Okay. Uh, you're gonna have to break it down more. Yeah, because <laughs> I have lots of questions, but I want them to be more uh, thought out before oh, I ask yeah, them. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna drop the the first um, the first name of the the cargo cult that I want to talk about. Uh-huh. Uh It's called the John From cult. Okay. John, like J O H N from F R U M, sometimes F R U uh, M M, and some people think it's it's originated as John from America. Uh huh. John being the deity that uh, these cults worship as a an American GI um, that uh, dropped cargo what? onto these islands. Okay. In the Pacific during World War II.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And now they worship him.
1: Oh, okay. So, sorry. I got to back up maybe to the beginning of that. Mm. <laughs> because I'm confused now. Uh, are cargo cults something that of a phenomenon outside of the U.S. or in the U.S.?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, not in the U.S. at all. Okay. Uh, it's an extrapolation of military involvement in uh, the Pacific theater uh-huh. in World War II. Okay. Um, and as a result of all of the uh, equipment yeah. and supplies and technological advancements yeah. that were on display to communities and societies that were in no way on the same playing field in terms of technological advancement.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, came to worship So it, the individuals. Oh, okay.
1: It's like when you hear about those uh, like missionaries or whatever, going to uh, uh, some sort of going into a, a culture where they've never seen a white person, for example, mm. and they're like, they have no idea what they're looking at. Mm. Something similar to that where yes. it's, Just this massive influx of technology and...
0: Technology and new ideas. Right. Um, All at once. All at once. Out of Uh, nowhere. Out of nowhere. Um, And then imagine the war ends. And these shockingly powerful groups of people suddenly, for the most part, disappear. Leaving behind their Coca-Cola bottles. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and your community is desperately trying to get them back. Right. What do you do? <laughs> you don't even know. Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Nice. It's a long intro. That was a long intro. It's, um, uh, it's a complicated topic to introduce because it has levels of, um, like, development, like, world development, like, developing countries, developing communities, which is kind of a like a taboo topic to talk about Uh Um, because there's value to, to societies regardless of what their technological advancements are. Right. Yeah. Um, It's just a wholly unique situation that was created by introducing these crazy situations for these communities. I'm specifically talking about like Fiji, Vanuatu, Papua New Guinea, like those islands.
1: I love Vanuatu. Don't you? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Volcanoes, baby. Yeah. Um, okay. Can I can I stop again? Yeah. And just so that I understand it so far. So, um, n- these are exclusive to outside the U.S., mm-hmm. specifically areas that were affected by uh World War II like uh, um like the Pacific area Yeah the, very the Pacific, specifically the Pacific theater mm-hmm. I guess is what you would, mm-hmm. Yeah um uh by cultures that have never been exposed to western anything or very minimal before. exposure and I I say western
0: um the Japanese uh Imperial Army also had an influence on the establishment of cargo cults because, of course, they had their own uh, drops of supplies, airdrops of supplies, and established their own air bases on islands like those. Um, and so there was an influence had by Eastern societies as well. But Western societies, or um, the Western uh Military powers are the ones that people are usually referencing when they're talking about what the cargo cults are
1: worshiping. Okay, and then um, because this is probably well, tell me if I'm uh, if you're going to get to this later, but the term cult it, that insinuates something like Jonestown, yeah, to me, yeah, is that are we talking about that?
0: Yeah, too? we're kind of talking about that. I mean. Um, well,
1: I get uh, because because the way that you just described it, I'm thinking like, oh, okay, they they've built this sort of religion around these things, and it's uh, maybe harmless in that way. Mm-hmm. Cult feels nefarious. Yeah, when you use the word cult, it feels uh, manipulative and dangerous.
0: And there's some some so, divisiveness about whether or not the the people who have perpetuated these mm-hmm. um, groups uh, had nefarious means. Or- okay.
1: So that it is then, that was another question I had is it is perpetuated by an individual or individuals. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Not
1: just, it was like a phenomenon thing that fell from the sky. And then we, the, or the culture that found it started worshiping it. It was actually people.
0: Yeah. I mean, ultimately, like, it's always people, right? It's always fucking people that are doing this to each other. But the phenomenon, although, like, specifically concentrated in in the time, like, right during the war and directly after the war, dropped off uh, in popularity mm-hmm. after a little while, there are still cargo cults that are still active to this day um, across those islands, uh, so I'm going to lay it out to you like okay. how this how this sort of stuff came about, right? Okay. So um, when when both sides would be airdropping or airlifting to airstrips their supplies and troops onto the other islands, it meant drastic changes to the lifestyles of these islanders whose communities and customs were sometimes like torn apart, you know, literally. By the the violence of the war,
1: uh-huh.
0: um, and then you throw some Coca Cola at that bad boy—hard to resist.
1: <laughs> Everybody's all hopped up. They're anyway. like, "What?" Yeah,
0: <laughs> and that's before they took the cocaine out of it. Right. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but truly, like, think about like manufactured clothing, medicine, uh, new materials like like metals mm-hmm. to to build things with, um, canned food, weapons all things that were not available before to these mm. communities.
1: Pictures of everybody's sweethearts. Oh.
0: <laughs> Hot <laughs> commodities. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's really interesting to me is um, these communities in particular were uniquely like set up to be susceptible to this kind of, cargo cult phenomenon because a lot of their societies revolved around kind of a big man theory where whoever had the most resources, not super unique, but whoever had the most resources could then give those resources to other people in the community and they would thus owe that guy. right
1: Oh, yeah. Like mobster.
0: Like mobster style. Kind of like we do here, you know? The oligarch theory if you will.
1: Yeah. Uh, The Sopranos.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or like Rocha. (laughs) right (laughs) um and so when these material goods appeared uh it was a really clear parallel between um what these societies were already built to appreciate and to value um who has the most stuff Mm -hmm. how good's your stuff Uh, and the person who has the most stuff is the one that we need to look up to yeah um And it was just like vast quantities that were given out to the islanders who were often guides or hosts or sometimes even conscripted into the military. Um, And then when the armed forces left, these people were standing around like, well, when is this coming back? And a lot of the times they weren't given any sort of support afterwards. So... What you find is some of them resorted to forming homegrown religions in an attempt to get them to come back.
1: Get the whiteys to come back?
0: Well, and specifically, the cargo. Oh. Get the stuff to come back. Who wants the stuff?
1: Because they didn't make the connection that the stuff was coming from the soldiers?
0: Well, that's where the exploitative stuff comes back, right? Okay. Because people... People want stuff.
1: You know me. Well, I mean, yeah, you do. I don't. I love stuff. I hate stuff.
0: You love stuff.
1: I mean. Look around. No, I, I know that. Look at all <laughs> your stuff. I, there's, there's only certain stuff that I like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and there's certain stuff that, that these people liked as well. Um, that were valuable. Body
1: recording equipment? <laughs> yeah <laughs> and motorcycles
0: <laughs> and motorcycles <laughs> exactly um, and some of it was was handed out to get compliance from uh, from the locals uh, like if I give you medicine you know you'll have to support us and, and make sure we're given all the best land and, and resources and access to guides and stuff and don't give it to the Japs yeah yeah you know, uh-uh we'll give you the (laughs) coca-cola i use coca-cola as an example for real yeah well, i use coca-cola as an example because there's there's still so much coca-cola that was (laughs) dropped off in these areas that it's like embedded in some of the coral reefs around these islands still really is it sprouting (laughs) trees
1: and then the coke bottles come
0: that's actually how you get bottles of coca-cola the glass (laughs) bottle ones oh they only grow out in mexico now
1: Right. That's why it's the, the special Mexican <laughs> gun. has the label <laughs> printed on it.
0: And when it's first butting off, it's just the bottle cap.
1: Hilarious. <laughs> oh, you know those, those little gummy ones? Yeah. Those little gummy candies? The
0: gummy ones. Like the, what is it? The Habro? Harbro? What's the gummy company?
1: Uh, I mean, Hasbro is not. It's not the, that, but no. it's something like I know what you're talking about.
0: Haba Hotel? It's the little
1: bear. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyways. Uh, what are we talking about? We're talking about cargo <laughs> cults. Um so when when the military abandoned these air bases, uh charismatic individuals, leaders of cults, if you will, um among the, the populations. Uh, would explain that the cargo. Um, and these are natives. These are natives.
1: Okay, these the ex- part of the local the, communities. The the people in, responsible for the exploitation are natives of that area that were just like, oh, I know how I can take advantage of people. Mm-hmm. This is what we're talking about.
0: And again, like it's up in the air whether or not these people really believe this stuff, or if it kind of became a mix of a convenient way to control people. And also there might be something to this because like most uh, blendings of modern, or I shouldn't say modern of uh, a technologically advanced culture and a not technologically advanced culture, um, you're going to take elements of what works for you yeah. from the the indigenous culture yeah, and from the int- introducing culture. Kind of right. like how, like uh, a lot of um indigenous uh cultural practices in south america um were uh, co-adopted by the spaniards to help make the adoption of catholicism more palatable you know Mm, so you'll see or even like christmas you know (laughs) like (laughs) the trees in the house and the the gifts and all the candles and stuff like that None of that was none of that has to do with Jesus. Like, right, yeah. <laughs> it just makes it easier, makes it easier to go down. Yeah. Um, and similarly, uh, there were already kind of ancestor worships or deity worships in place, practices in place that um, these charismatic individuals were able to utilize to say that if we just worship and have the right rituals, then we can get these ancestors or these deities to bring this cargo back. And the way that it manifested is so fucking crazy. So you find some of these communities um, built airstrips, like built their own airstrips (laughs) trying to tempt planes to come back down and oh, like Oh,
1: like a Field of Dreams kind of thing. If you build it, they will come.
0: Yes! Whoa. Yes! Oh, I made
1: a baseball movie reference that you got. Uh huh. Is it because Kevin Costner's in it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And also, weirdly, Field of Dreams has come up on my like Reddit doom scrolling like five times this That's a week. a good movie. The universe is telling me something.
1: <laughs> uh, Ray Liotta is in it. And he's just Ray Liotta. Just but doesn't Ray Liotta always
0: look like he's wearing eyeliner? Did he die?
1: He did. Fuck. I know.
0: But doesn't he though? Didn't he yeah, always he does. look like he was wearing a little bit of eyeliner?
1: Yeah. Rip. We should watch that after this. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um, that should be the tagline to this episode.
1: Is Ray Liotta wearing eyeliner? <laughs> <laughs> if, if we build it,
0: they will come. Or what is it? Is if that what it is? If we build
1: it, Ray Liotta will come. Ray
0: Liotta will come. <laughs> That's the tagline. <laughs> um, uh, so they would promise, you know, like if we build this airstrip, if we build um, uh, like control towers, um, you'd find communities who would make headphones out of coconut shells.
1: Uh Oh, I saw that episode of Gale Island too. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Uh, um, They would, uh, and still do in some of these communities that are still have practicing cargo cults, um, have like fake military drills, where they would all march in step and Whoa. and raise up a an American flag and, and an salute actual to American it. Flag? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and uh, in in the case of the John Frum cult, they'd um, come up with uh, individuals that you know have their own backstories behind them. In this case, John Frum is a an invented white guy from America um, who came with cargo. And uh, he will return someday like Jesus <laughs> to bring more cargo. Um, one of the 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 tribal leaders of um, this uh, John from Colton, Vanuatu was like he's gonna bring us Jeeps. He's gonna bring us outboard motors for our village boats. That sounds
1: <laughs> sick. I want to be part of that.
0: <laughs> um uh <laughs> i want
1: jeeps now board motors
0: they and they do parade drills with wooden rifles with like little coconut shell bayonets on them um
1: how hilarious would that be if the whole cult was just a bunch of broey dudes who were into <laughs> off uh, off-roading jeeps and stuff
0: <laughs> and boats yeah <laughs> <laughs> you just get there it's a bunch of like chads and right
1: (laughs) with like short haircuts and and like this is a
0: this is a psa to anyone listening if you wear wraparound sunglasses specifically if you wear them on the back of your head Go on, get.
1: <laughs> Stop listening. <laughs> Stop. No, now. just kidding. Keep listening.
0: Uh, they'd light signal fires and torches um, to light up the runways, quote unquote, uh, and lighthouses. Um, they'd build life-size replicas of airplanes out of straw, uh, and um, all in in an effort to attract more airplanes to come down. Uh, that they were the only beings that were powerful enough to produce the kind of riches that they saw during wartime uh, and that just got kind of snatched away. Now, what's really interesting is the fact that it continued past World War Two, right? Like for the most part, uh, a lot of these cults dropped off after they were like, "Okay, they ain't coming back," <laughs> Yeah. But a lot of them continued, and you well, might ask, like
1: "This one still so continues?" This Christianity one.
0: Oh, well, yeah, right.
1: <laughs> exactly. How many years has it been?
0: At least two thousand. In <laughs> the <laughs> year two thousand, uh, but some of them kept going, and um, the. The argument for why um, has a lot to do with colonialism. It's after, and and a little bit before, of course, um, the war, who comes in? Missionaries. Oh, yeah. And what do the missionaries want to do?
1: They want to convert everybody. Hell,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously, there's some downsides to that.
1: They're like, uh, I wanted a Jeep, and all I got was this stupid Bible. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Put that on a shirt.
1: (laughs) You should put that on your jeans.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, But truly, like, with colonialism comes a lot of racism, comes a lot of the breakdown of cultural traditions and... uh, The the separation of families, kids get taken away and put into schools where they get indoctrinated. Um, And there's understandably a lot of pushback from these local communities. And that's where these cargo cults kind of came back in. They were used then by these charismatic individuals or the descendants or the the kids of these charismatic individuals in some cases um, as a means of combating colonialism where they'd say, John from." America, doesn't want us to uh, to convert to Christianity. He wants us to stick to our customs. Yeah. And um, so we're going to have to push back against this. And as long as we keep worshiping John, he's going to come back one day and take care of us. We can ignore Jesus huh. and just keep worshiping John. John wants us to keep drinking our kava root and going up to the volcano and having our spirit visions and uh, and he'll be back one day to take care of us. We just got to keep doing our drills.
1: Drill baby drill. Do you want baby, that motor or don't you?
0: Or don't you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I'm, uh, now I'm confused a little bit. Mm, give it to me. Because it sounds like cargo cults might sort of be the antidote for that, uh, that missionary colonialism.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. If it's
1: sort of pushing that away and preserving whatever culture that they, they had developed uh then that might be a good thing right
0: it could be uh, i'll give you an example of of where it kind of went wrong um there was a a cultural leader um his name is yali It's kind of like seal or, oh, yeah, or I know bono yali. yeah you know yali yeah He's just known by the one name, Yali. Uh, Papua New Guinea in the 1940s. Australia kind of had dominance over that region. It's where a lot of, um, like, Aboriginal Indigenous Australians kind of are connected to Papua New Guinea. Uh And uh, he was conscripted into Australian service to essentially be a link between the Indigenous people and kind of get them on board. Like, get everybody on board, okay? So he... um, you know, went into Australian society, was introduced to uh, museums and zoos and was like, what the fuck is all of this? This is crazy. Why are people keeping animals in the zoo if they think that they're descended from monkeys? But then some of them think they're descended from this Adam and Eve person. So it was all very confusing for him. But what he took away from it was like, these missionary people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They're just making (laughs) shit up. Even these European people don't believe all this stuff. Like, they believe all kinds of random stuff, but they don't even take the monkey thing seriously because they keep the monkeys in the zoo. What does it all mean? So what he took away from that was like, we just got to lean into this cargo cult stuff. (laughs) That's what we got to do. So when he goes back to Papua New Guinea, he starts making speeches about, you know, like, you know, you guys got to got to get with the program, got to lean in. We're going to sit tight with these Australians and they're going to take care of us. They're going to bring us cargo one day. Um, And he starts using it to his advantage, drafting laws for society. Um, He uh, took it as confirmation that he could uh, start pushing back against the missions sounds sounds okay so far, right? Like yeah. fuck the missions,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> fuck the missionaries. Not literally, but <laughs> he took it literally. <gasps> yeah, no,
1: he fucked the missionaries. Yeah, but oh, no. against their will. Oh no! Oh, and I just and said now that we're we were going to have. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We can't escape it. No. Sorry, everybody.
0: Yeah, it always comes back to I it. I know.
1: Everybody, Truly, and though. There was comments like, "Hey, are you going to talk about rape again?" <laughs> And I was like, no, I promise. <laughs> no, I promise. I'm just kidding. I didn't promise that because I knew that. You can't I wouldn't promise be able that. To
0: do that. No, not when we're talking about cargo calls.
1: Especially when we're talking about cargo calls.
0: <laughs> so he uh he basically led a pagan revival. Um, and uh, you know, despite his exposure to Western society, he was like, That's all bullshit. They don't even believe it. So we might as well just take care of our own here. But it's really hard to get a community on board with a new way of life unless you have some sort of framework to get them all behind. So he kind of became like a figurehead for another cargo cult and was like, you guys follow me. They're gonna give us stuff. Which is it is still a cargo cult. It's not building airstrips, but it's saying, you know, if you if you work with me.
1: Yeah. If you follow
0: me, then we're gonna get stuff. Okay. Which is um it still falls under the same category.
1: Sure, yeah.
0: Uh and, and
1: plus he was wearing cargo shorts when he said that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, what's interesting about it is in in the in the field of study, cargo is like its own little key term now. So there's like cargo knowledge, um, opening the road to cargo. Uh-huh. Uh uh cargo profits. Um oh. and yeah, they all wear the shorts. Yeah. <laughs> it's where they keep all their audacity in those extra pockets. Um, so he uh he saw like all of all of um Western civilization as proof that you know people can be exploited. You just need a, a framework
1: to get yeah. them there. Oh. That's kind of that's really funny that somebody would go into Western culture, uneducated about it and see all the hypocrisy of it mm-hmm. and be like, ah, fuck that and go hard the other way. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. I've
1: thought about that, too. Like, you know, well, a lot of people have said, like, what if imagine an alien comes down here <laughs> and just like observes for a day? What would they think of all this? And it's silly. Yeah. It's so silly. And you have an example of that without meeting mm-hmm. an alien.
0: Just the hypocrisy of it was oh, what yeah, really stood out to him.
1: Yeah.
0: Um and unfortunately, instead of leading his community to more uh fair treaties or um more ethical working rights or whatever, uh he just exploited them <laughs> as well. <laughs> um really like weird segue from that uh, eventually it got so heinous the shit that he was doing he had his like little mob of of boogeymen hunt down missionary wives and rape them and um yeah there it is and oh, goodness uh eventually he was imprisoned um by australian authorities and they his cargo cult members sent uh what they called flower girls to him no. to collect his semen in water <sighs> bottles to take back to the community hey. so that his line could live on. Really? Yeah, uh-huh. Yikes. Yeah, fun fact. Um, uh, but it's it's fascinating because John Frum is just one example, um, but is very much always been positioned as uh, a white-skinned ally in the fight against colonialism and if you just stay true and keep the faith then you'll get your comeuppance good or bad uh, mhm uh, you want to hear about some other fun cargo cults i
1: right. as long as it's not a uh, anything to do with flower girls or
0: <laughs> um uh, there's another one on vanuatu called tom navy the Tom Navy article.
1: <laughs> Are all of these names gonna be funny like that? The <laughs> kind of.
0: Yeah. Uh there was there still is one actually. Um that Tom Navy, that's fucking that worships the now deceased Prince Philip.
1: What <laughs> yeah. did he know this? Yes. He uh, was probably like, yeah shit this okay. <laughs> Finally my own kingdom.
0: <laughs> At last. <laughs> Suck it, Lizzie. <laughs> dude this one is particularly look at that <laughs> lily
1: bit they love me
0: <laughs> this shit is particularly fucking crazy to me so um this this cargo cult community uh saw how queen elizabeth was venerated you know as being like the imperial head of state um and so when uh they the queen and and her consort came to visit. They got to kind of see him from afar. And they were like, that guy. Because, you know, (laughs) fuck women, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That guy. He's the one. He looks pointy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Pointy means stab. Stab (laughs) means power. (laughs)
1: Right.
0: He's the one. Uh, So they had a picture of him that they would use as part of their worshipping services. He found out about it. Sent them another picture.
1: No way. Uh-huh. Fucking fill up. So
0: then they sent him.
1: <laughs> he was like, no, no, here's a better one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and no, they're like, yep, better. that's our mofo. It gets better. We picked a good one. So they sent him a ceremonial object. I can't remember what it was. It was, I think it was like a carved club or like a, a spear or something like that. And so they sent that to him. And he took a picture with it. And sent that picture back.
1: No fucking way.
0: Uh-huh. And then um, a, a delegation, if you will, of of those community members went to the UK, met with him.
1: What? On like an official royal visit?
0: Uh-huh. They took a picture together. And then, so now they got three. They got three pictures. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> You're know, like a holy trinity triptych. Thing. That guy. Yeah.
1: Huh. Yeah. Such a delicate ego.
0: Theoretically, uh, his his worship will now pass to Charles, but probably not.
1: <laughs> no, because they're going to take one look at Charles and be like, ooh.
0: This guy? He ain't pointy. Look no, at them look fingers. At those fingers.
1: <laughs> There's nothing pointy about him. <laughs> so fucked His up. son, though. We'll wait for his son. Yeah. We see the resemblance there.
0: <laughs> William's pointy as fuck.
1: <laughs> I mean, he kind of, look at him.
0: Look at him. Look at him. He
1: um, doesn't look as, as uh, uh what's the word? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to be nice here. Well, to be fair,
0: to be fair, we did look at some pretty unflattering pictures.
1: Yeah. Of- and he was like, he was like a zombie. Yeah. He's owed at the end. But you can see there's a resemblance there, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Between yeah. William and Philip,
0: absolutely, and and between Harry and Philip too. But at the end, there Philip yeah. was looking like like eyeballs floating in soup.
1: Yeah, like Skeletor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right.
0: Send him another picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's there's all kinds. Um, they all had their different ways of doing things. The the image of giant planes made out of straw and airstrips and, um, offices, uh, that, I mean, I, it almost evokes like, um, like in North Korea, how they have like the fake cities close uh to the border that are just like there to kind of for show. Right. Uh, they're, they're hoping to gain a different kind of, Material good, yeah. You know, in this case, it's like reputation or um, uh, like uh, like a valid source of their power. You know, yeah. uh-huh. um, but in this case, they're really hoping to to win back the yeah. the givers
1: of the cargo. Fucking crazy. Do you yeah. have any in your research? Do you have any pictures of any of that stuff?
0: Oh yes, yes. Cause that would
1: be cool to uh, throw in the show notes to and link stuff. F- link up for uh, Paul to see.
0: Yeah, for just for Paul. Just for <laughs> and
1: nobody else. Look, this is just for Paul.
0: Don't
1: look. We should put another special one for Joe too.
0: Sweet, sweet Joe. Yeah. Um, this one's for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if we can find that picture that Philip sent back of him holding the spear or whatever, we'll and <laughs> put that in the show notes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, that I will actually be just for Joe. Nobody I look. See, d- nobody look at that. <laughs> it'll there'll be a link and it'll be password protected. I'm just gonna send that. I don't know if I can figure out how
1: to do that. I'm just gonna ask that everybody work off the honor system. <laughs> and if this is Joe's note, don't open it for Joe's eyes only.
0: Joe's eyes only. <laughs> and um, same for Paul. Uh, I do want to say that uh, the anthropological community and I'm going to say it at the end, <laughs> has has distanced itself from the term cargo cult um, in recent years because it's, it's seen as being kind of reductive because uh, a lot of these communities used this framework as a way to combat the colonial forces that were taking over their communities. Uh-huh. Um, and to call them a cult, and specifically to focus on the cargo aspect of the cargo cults, is to kind of put the emphasis on them being backwards or being so ignorant that they don't understand where things come from although that was a huge factor in it is just like literally not being able to comprehend the scale of industrialism that's required to make all that shit right yeah um but it is putting uh or continuing to put a, a spin on things that's that doesn't put those communities in a very flattering light, right? So mm-hmm. um, that term is is problematic because it is kind of pejorative. Uh, but the actual goal, um, anthropologists say, is it's not so much obtaining material goods as creating and renewing social relationships under threat. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of what religion is <laughs> you yeah, know Yeah,
1: it, it is yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah <laughs> yeah um one of my favorite things uh that i saw um from an interview that uh this journalist did when he went to visit um the john from cult like the biggest john from cult in vanuatu Uh i think it, this was in like the 60s is uh Oh, no, this would have been in, like, the 90s. Um, so he was talking to the chief and uh, was like, it's been 60 years, you know, in this case now, like, 80 years uh, <laughs> since the end of the war. Like, clearly John's not coming back, you know. Why do you still believe that he's going to bring you your upper motor? And he's like, well, you motherfuckers are still waiting for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's been 2,000 years.
1: Checkmate, bitches.
0: Checkmate. Yeah.
1: Um." Christmas is a cargo cult.
0: <laughs> Christmas is Christmas a cargo is a, cult. Yeah.
1: because we Put ha- up the
0: cookies.
1: Uh-huh. We have to be good all year or Santa's not going to bring us nothing.
0: Shit. Right? Maybe that should be the tagline. Christmas, the ultimate cargo cult.
1: <laughs>
0: wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. True facts.
1: Well, because like the way you said that, just put that together for me.
0: Santa, you GI motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, so that's uh, that's cargo cults, pretty much.
1: That's really cool. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck. And now you know. Yeah. So uh, let's go start our own cargo cult.
0: <gasps> what should we um, What should we build so that they'll come?
1: Giant cargo shorts. Because <laughs> 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 hey, it just fits. You know what I mean. The guy that wears cargo shorts is a guy that wants a Jeep to come down from the sky. Outboard motor. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. That's red-blooded American. Home of the free. an Old Navy (laughs) t-shirt.
0: an Old Navy. And wraparound sunglasses.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The American flag, Old Navy. You remember that one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: That said Old Navy underneath? Right. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So. Stiff. We better get to work.
0: Let's get on it. We
1: gotta make them big. <laughs> we gotta
0: make them big for all of our audacity to fit inside. Exactly. <laughs> and our huge penises. <laughs>
1: Speak for yourself. I <laughs> am. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs>
0: Loud and proud. I call it old glory. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, yeah. kid. That was pretty cool. Thank you.
0: Yeah, a little shorty. Yeah. Mhm. That's also what I call it.
1: <laughs>
0: That's it. All right. Mm-hmm. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.